Welcome back to the Edgy Conversations podcast. This is Dan Walchman. I hope you're enjoying this month. We're talking about belief. This is today as a continuation of where we left off yesterday about beliefs and how beliefs don't need to make sense to, to others. They just need to make sense to you. I want to continue our discussion. But before I do, I want to bring up again, of course, that July 23rd, right around the corner, kicks off the launch of the Bring Your Own Awesome mini series. It's incredible. You're going to hear from the Brock star. You're going to hear from a few other amazing people who have made this podcast series possible. It's amazing. I've listened to them a bunch. They've been playing in the background as the team's produced them and edited them and, and polished them and transcripts and blah, 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 all this, all the work that requires lots of hands uh, to that, that bring your own awesome mini series. It's happening inside the podcast and it's going to happen inside the Facebook group, our edgy empire of awesomeness Facebook group. If you're not a part of that, Go get that as well because we're going to do some lives with the people that we actually interviewed. By the way, all you have to do to get that is go to the group if you're not a member already and ask to join. It's that simple. So yesterday we've been talking about this the power of belief and how your beliefs still need to make sense. I shared some time with you about seminary. And this morning I was thinking about this idea about bad times. In my line of work, I'm usually solving problems for somebody. You don't call me to come in and, and, and do radical change if everything's okay. In fact, probably the most frustrating of, of all prospective clients are those that don't really have any pain. In other words, they're growing, life's good, sales are okay, and you know, it's like, ugh, I guess... Sure, we could grow, we could not grow, but there's really not a lot of emphasis on doing anything amazing. Here's what happens. What happens is, is that when the hard times come, you really don't have the, the stamina, the courage to do what's required to be better. So if things are okay, and I tell you to do 10 things that are hard, you're not normally going to do them. You're not. Why? Because they're hard. By the way, if you ever read the, what is it, the hard thing about hard things, <laughs> you'll know hard things are hard for a reason, right? By definition, they're hard, they're difficult, they're uncomfortable, right? They're wobbly, they're just, they're hard. And so you don't want to do them. But when do you do those hard things? When do you even entertain doing hard things? Well, you entertain hard things when times are bad. You know, I kind of think about it like the walking dead. You're probably not going to act a certain way, right? You're probably not going to do all those crazy things, even in one season there were cannibals, right? You're not going to do all those things when, when life is good. When you can go down the store to Bilo and get some meat. You're not going to go try to create a cannibal factory or whatever it is. I, I, you can tell I, I barely watch TV, right? I just remember there was some sort of episode sometime about cannibals on one of the seasons. But that's silly. You're never going to go that direction when right down the road is a grocery store that accepts the money in your pocket. How about a slightly less bad time than The Walking Dead? I'm, I'm usually running through the woods and I have a backpack with me with water or water bottles that I hold in my hand. And recently, my wife got this little straw for me 
that when I come to a stream, I can actually use this special straw and like it kills 99% of the bacteria. Now I've got to tell you, there's been a few times I've been so thirsty as I'm running that I've thought about uh, stopping to get water out of a stream. And I haven't because one, um, nowadays there's just so much crap and, 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 and even in fast flowing water that you, you can catch a, a sickness that will have you in the hospital for weeks, even if you're in relatively good health. And so I haven't just, I haven't done it because I, I don't have the time to be in the hospital, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I haven't done that. But now with this straw, I can do what I've been hesitant to do in the past. I can just stop at a stream, get on my hands and knees and go drink some water, right? So bad times, uncomfortable times, have this unique ability to help us grow. The irony is none of us want to be in a position where we are uncomfortable. I know I don't. I avoid situations where I have to be uncomfortable. I don't go places where I don't think I'm going to be comfortable. I just don't. At this point in my life, I don't need more annoyances. I don't need more craziness. Like I just want to do what I want to do and I want it to all work out. And maybe you're like me where we've worked hard and we've struggled and we've pushed limits. And at, at a certain point, you'll look around and go, I don't want to have to have bad times anymore. But it is these difficult times that uniquely, uniquely drive us to success. It's times when I've made bad financial decisions that I've realized sloppy patterns in my financial handlings. When things were good and cash was rolling, I didn't notice. When you've got hundreds of thousands of dollars in your bank account and more behind it and more over here and more over there, you don't care where money goes. It just, it, you spend it and there's more and then you spend it and there's more and that's just what it is. But all of a sudden, when you get to the bottom of that barrel and you go, whoa, 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 what happened? What happened? Where'd all my money go? You start looking at, oh, I, I, oh, I paid that guy. And oh, wait, my lawyer was this and my driver was this. And the guy who you know, buys me suits gets paid this and this guy gets, and you're like, oh, there are 30 people that I'm paying to run my little life. And maybe that's not the best use of my money or time. Maybe that's just stupid <laughs> and I need to change it like immediately. Unfortunately, all of us have to go through hard times, some of our own making and some not of our own making. And they have the unique ability to make us better, but only if we let them. There are three general reactions that I see most of us having. The first one is some, something very similar to this. The world is unfair. God hates me. This always happens to me. Think about an excuse you've either made yourself or heard from somebody in your circle, somebody you work with, church, community, school. It probably sounds most often like that. The tame version of this is, oh, this always happens to me, right? I'm, I'm mimicking one of my kids. <laughs> this always happens to me. This, this is just what happens to me, right? This happens to me. This is what happens to me. You'll hear people say it. It just comes out of their mouth. Yeah, this is what happens to me. By the way, that's another story, a story reinforcing beliefs, but we'll, we won't go down that side trail, that rabbit trail right now. 
So they make this excuse. This is what happens to me. Now, this is mind-numbing and soul-crushing. It's depressing. It is an explanation of the universe that will never help you get closer to where you want to be. It won't. You won't get better. You won't get smarter. You won't fall in love. You won't have more sex, make more money, or do anything that's productive or fun using this line of excuses. However, it's probably the most common excuse. When I think about the 80-20 rule, it's the 80. <laughs> it's 80% of the time. This is what people are saying. And even what good people are saying is this always happens to me. This always happens to me. As if victims, as if you have no control. Other people are controlling what you do, what you think, and the results that you get on top of it. Now, the second excuse is a little better. And it's, it's what I call the, the 19%. And instead of the 80-20, I think it's 80-19-1. And the second excuse takes up about 19%. And it's, I did something wrong. I need to fix it. And this is, this is mostly healthy. This is mostly healthy. However, sometimes it can, it can be a, come to frustrating conclusions. In, in this case, someone looks at a situation and says, I'm not getting the results I wanted, and I need to fix it. There's something I need to do. There's a, there's a process or an activity or behavior I need to execute in order to get better results next time. Now, this is what we call personal responsibility. This is what we call accountability, right? And we know that people who are accountable to others for their actions get significantly better results. It's like 300 to one. I mean, if you're responsible, if you're accountable, you will get better results. It's just what happens. Just what happens. But this can also lead to some frustrating conclusions. Because as individuals, we're bound by the constraints of our perspective. And all I mean by that is, you can only see what you know to see. I'm not trying to give you a Jordan Peterson sort of explanation because I'm not that smart. But I've begun to notice in my own life and in the lives of, of leaders and, and, and industries that I, that I impact, that time is one of these perspectives that, that none of us can shake or shift. And time, time really, really paints different pictures. Uh, I still remember a joke from Britain's Got Talent. I think the winner of Britain's Got Talent a year ago was a, a gentleman from an African country. And I'm going to forget, Malawi, I think is what he said, Malawi. And maybe I'm um, mispronouncing that. And I remember him joking on stage. And one of his jokes was, everyone was laughing. And he said something about, you're laughing, but 200 years ago, this would have been an auction. And he was talking about, you know, the audience were buying black people for slaves. And, and see, that's perspective. Even a few hundred years ago, uh, African-American, people of color, Indians, anyone who was not white in color and, and whatever religion, Christian religion, were pretty heavily persecuted in the United States and, and done all kinds of vile and evil things too, right? Even white people, but of different beliefs who had you know, different religions were fighting and we had the civil war and we had all this kind of craziness. And I'm not trying to minimize that. I'm just trying to say 
if you're living in that time period, you have a perspective. And if you can flash forward a few hundred years, I am in no way saying that everything is perfect, but it's different. It's different now. I think we can all agree. And, and hopefully some of that different actually means that things are better, right? Things are better. There's more opportunity. The same thing is true for women and women's rights. And we see the same thing happening for, for gay rights and LGBTQ and the different letters and sexual, I'm not even sure the right word for that, but tendencies that we are trying to protect and look out for. And I'm blown away by how perspective gives us a whole, uh, or time, time gives us a brand new perspective. I'm blown away. When I look back at my life, I see the dotted lines connecting everything together. I can't do that looking forward. I can't even do that standing still. And that's what perspective I get from time. And so if I am believing excuse number two, it's my fault, I need to fix it. A good percent of the time, that's going to work. But you again fall into the 19% and the 1%. And maybe it's the one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of 1%. So it's not really 1%. Is that this opportunity is meant to strengthen my belief. And there's almost a little bit of a flare of spirituality or religion to that, that suffering is sacred. And I'm not saying you need to do anything intentionally to hurt yourself or put yourself in a position where suffering is likely. All I'm saying to you is if you're in a situation and you can't figure it out, if you're looking around and going, what the hell is happening? Like I've done everything. I've tried everything. My heart's in the right spot. My head's in the right spot. My hands are in the right spot. I'm doing everything I can. And I still can't figure out why I'm not where I want to be. Why does this failure keep happening? Why are the results not lining up with what I expect and demand and want? and you're looking around scratching your head, getting mad, then my challenge to you is to stop for a second. Stop for a second. Stop and remember this, that your beliefs will not get stronger when things are good. And that your elements of badassery are linked to belief, which comes from bad times. And so my friend, I've said all of that to say this, If you're in a situation right now where you can't figure out what's happening, maybe this is your test bed for figuring out your beliefs. Maybe this is your personal laboratory for uncovering the beliefs that you need to multiply and magnify and exponentially accentuate to help you get closer to where you want to be. Nothing great in my life was ever formed when I was on a mountaintop. Nope, not one. I made a bunch of money, won a bunch of awards, done a lot of stuff that put me in a lot of newspapers and TV shows and podcasts and radios all over the world. Traveled the globe, speaking about it, talking about it, sharing it with others. But my defining qualities the characteristics that I count on most, resilience and determination, optimism, don't stem from the mountaintops. They stem from the lowest of the lows of the lows. And I know if I can trust myself when things are low, 
you better damn believe it. I'm going to be a complete badass when things look good. I'm sure the same is true for you too, right? Hey, don't forget about that July 23rd launch of the Bring Your Own Awesome podcast. I'm joined by Brock Edwards, the Brock star. I'm joined by an amazing production team. A lot of effort's gone into this, and I think you're going to hear it. We've got different show music. We've got, we've licensed music from an amazing rock star who's in our group, Jeremy Boyan. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have given that away, but it's amazing. You're going to enjoy it. And these interviews are nothing less than just incredible. It's you. It's you. It's you people being awesome. I'm excited. I can't wait to do round two of interviews. I've already got people staked out and ready to go. I hope you join us. It's July 23rd right here on the Edgy Conversations podcast. Thank you.